following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is up, everybody, and what's happening? It is Blake and Dustin, and we are back here for another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Dustin, we're here to talk a little baseball, basketball, and football tonight. A lot of things to talk about, a lot of things that have been happening on Auburn's campus, man, uh, in the athletic department. Excited to have you tonight. How you been doing, man? I'm good, buddy. Like you said, we got a ton of things to get into, so I'm ready to get going, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, look, let's start it off. Let's kick this thing off with the baseball team, man. A uh, big-time midweek showdown in-state with Sanford. Uh, and Auburn handles business, 13-3 to in eight innings. Cason uh, with a big walk-off hit down the third baseline. And, man, look, it started out close early. Zach Crotchfelt got the start, and he walked two guys in the first. Uh, but he battled his way out of it. And I think Butch showed us a little something that uh, Zach's going to try to be a big contributor this weekend with him only throwing one inning. Uh, I think uh, he is going to come out of the pen this weekend. Um, and, you know, Butch kind of set it up with the pitching the other night that, uh, he, you know, he didn't want to throw anybody too long. Uh, kind of like a couple weeks ago, uh, I think it was going into that Florida series. He didn't want to throw anybody too long. I think like Tommy Ville threw an inning that midweek game. Yeah. Uh, he started the game and threw an inning or something like that. Uh, so he, he didn't want to go – he didn't want to send Zach too, too long. Uh, but this weekend, uh, we have Mississippi State and – the rotation was announced with Tommy Tommy Vale, I should say, going Friday night, uh, and Herber Holtz going Saturday, and Sunday is to be announced. I know people have been throwing names out there of who they think it should be. Uh, you know, we can talk about that a little bit. But Dustin, first man, you know, what did you think about the Sanford performance, the thirteen to three victory, uh, and your overall thoughts on that, man? Well, when you've lost two midweek games in a row. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a big deal. And, you, yeah, you can look at it and say, well, it's Sanford, blah, blah, blah. But if we would have lost this game, then how big would it have been? Uh, I know I saw where you had retweeted the projections about how we were in the first five out. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I see that as a good thing because we haven't been playing good baseball for a while. We talked about that Sunday. It's not just we're playing bad baseball lately. Like, we've been playing bad baseball. Mm -hmm. So, the fact um, that, that we're still right there, we're right on the edge, it speaks to just – how much they respect the SEC schedule and they look at us winning one out of two in some of these series or one out of three in some of these series and, and still give us some credit for it. So I can't stress how huge this weekend is, but mm -hmm. for, um, but just for last night, man, like we're coming off a weekend where the bats were kind of quieter than all three games mm -hmm. to see everybody get going. Uh, Cole has three hits. Bobby has three hits. And I thought, and maybe I'm a little biased here because, one, you know, I love Bobby. And, two, uh, I'm just a sucker for a good throw from the outfield. I love mm -hmm. it. Uh, anytime I make my player on MLB The Show, I make him a center fielder because I'm trying to throw you out when you're round third, bro. That's just my, that's my favorite yeah. play in baseball. And Bobby Bobby hosed him. Yeah, he did. He hosed yeah, he did. That was sexy. That was sexy as hell. Uh, Cooper, I want to point this out about Cooper. Draw, drew two walks. Had that big yep. shot. Had that big shot. But – Drew four walks this weekend, so like maybe maybe his average isn't quite where it needs to be, and he had that slow start. But like he just he gets on base, he finds a way to get on base, and that's mm -hmm. that's all that really matters. Um, and then Bryson 
doing the typical Bryson things. Ike doing his thing last night. Just the top, all the top guys shoot, showed out, uh, showed out at the plate last night. So good to get the bats, got, uh, bats back going. And then, hey, four performances now, right? Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and last night. Six runs was the most you gave up in those last four, and that was mm-hmm. on Sunday. And I can deal with that on the on the back end of a weekend, the last game. You've thrown the majority of your arms. We've seen Sundays get a lot worse for us. So I can yeah. right? like I, normal, normally we win where we hold a team to six runs. So we're we're yeah. in the game more than we were uh, this particular Sunday. So uh, just good to see the bats kind of warm back up to where you say, okay, hopefully you know you're back on track. This isn't a thing that kind of snowballs and becomes a thing. But you can say, hey, four games in a row now. You threw, you struck out ten last night, and you only walked three. Mm. That's a good start, man. You had a, you pitched well overall as a staff this weekend. So that's four, that's four games in a row now. Put it together this weekend, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You telling me Auburn only walked three batters all night, <laughs> and two of them were the, two of them were in the first inning, and Zach was able yeah. to get out. of yeah, man. Um, look, remember what I told you the other night when uh, the top of our lineup didn't show up uh, in Tuscaloosa? What we hit one sixty, and and those guys that I mentioned the other night. All right, well, like you, like you just mentioned. All right, Cole Foster leading it off three for four. All right, Bobby Pierce in the two hole three for five. Ike Irish in the three hole three for five. Bryson Weir in the four hole two for four. All right, Cooper McMurray in the five hole one for three. All right. Average that up. I think it comes out to something like 12 for 21. All right. Yeah, that'll get All it right. done. That's 571 or something like that. Somewhere around in there. 560 something, 570. I don't, I don't know. Somewhere around in there, though. And it gets it done. That's what it's going to take this weekend. That was my bright spot from the midweek. All right. Sure. Case and how. I think Casey Howe is playing phenomenal baseball right now. Mm-hmm. I think he is uh, – I think he, he's given us some of the best baseball of his Auburn career right now. I really do. I, I think he's playing exceptionally well. Um, Caden Green, I, I can't say enough good things about him. He has come on. Uh, yeah. You know, the little infield flies have not given him <laughs> too much trouble lately. Uh, he is, uh, he's really anchored down there at second and Hey, nice look, play. yeah, man, he's made some nice plays. Uh, the little, uh, ball up the middle in Tuscaloosa last mm-hmm. weekend, he went and gloved it and gave the pitch to Cole and Cole dropped it on the transfer, but it got, it got ruled an out and everything. That was a nice play. And, you know, you got a second baseman and he's hitting 260, 270, man, you can't ask for much more, right? You know, yeah. your two B nine hole guy hitting yeah. 260, 270. I mean, that's what you want to see, and and you better love to see that, right? So, you know, I I think Auburn did a great job with Sanford setting the pitching up for this weekend. Um, You know, I I look at you, Dustin, and and like I mentioned with Tommy going Friday night and and Herber Holtz going Saturday, I think Herber Holtz has looked impressive his last couple outings. Uh, He pitched phenomenal in Tuscaloosa, really, really – Hated to see him lose that game in Tuscaloosa because he pitched his ass off. But, you know, looking at this Sunday slot, TBA, to be announced, man, uh, who do you think gets the ball Sunday? I want it to be Zach. I, I said just, the same thing. 
I just, I mean, I man, I just still believe in his potential. Um, I think he's, I think he's thrown good lately. Look, I'm not crazy about the two walks and the one inning, but he got out of it unscathed, and I thought he looked great this weekend. And um, it's just, at some point, like, at some point, it's just get let the young cats roll because it is what it is. That's that's what we have. Um, it, it, you keep having to go TBA. Mm-hmm. on one of these weekend games every weekend mm-hmm. because you just don't know. So my argument is go with a guy like Zach that has the potential and just deal with the ups and downs, man. Like if you got to pull him, you got to pull him. But like just let him be that – let him be have a start in the rotation the rest of the year. At the very least, he's getting experience. And I know that like mm-hmm. we're fighting for our lives and all that kind of stuff. And if somebody if somebody else steps up in the way that like – Mason Barnett midseason last week, and shout out to Mason having a good start um, down there with the Kansas City Royals and their farm organization this week. Uh, mm. if, it's, if a situation like that arises, right, then then okay, then yeah. But like for now, my argument is just let Zach go. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I thought the same thing. I, I think Crotchfelt deserves the ball, man. Look, he's he's battle tested. He was out there. He was out there at Arkansas. He got the start there. You know, we made an error out the gate. Things didn't go his yeah. way. Uh, he's battle-tested, man. Give him the ball. Give him the ball Sunday, all right? Uh, and I think Drew Nelson, I think he pitched really well out the pen the other night. I think that could be uh, a guy that we turn to in the pen this weekend. But I do not want to see him start that game three. Uh, you know, I, I just – I don't think he's he's meant for that role just yet in his Auburn career because every time he has towed the rubber in the starting role, man, besides North Alabama, he has gotten shelled. So, um, you know, I, I like Zach. I think, you know, he's the guy Sunday. I do believe that. Um, I know a lot of people were wanting – I know a lot of people were wanting Will Cannon, man. But, look. You're gonna have to have you're gonna have to use Will out the pen late in the innings with Tanner this weekend. Tanner Bauman. I mean, if this is your first time listening to the show or following Auburn baseball, you're gonna have to rely on these two guys and John Armstrong out the pen this weekend to win you a series. There's no way none of them three guys can start a game. All right, you're going to have to rely on these three guys to win you a series. You need to take two out of three this weekend. You have to. Your life is on the line. I know we said last week was a must-win week. And it, and it and it was at the time. But now, but now Dustin, you have a little you have a little a little something to look at with D1 baseball releasing their projected field. All right, and Look, a lot of a lot of people might say, "Hey, you know, I don't pay attention to D one or whatever. I don't go by their projections or whatever." But I can tell you, they're pretty damn accurate, right? So you sure. you look at that, and we're first five out, right? So Mississippi State was first five in, Dustin. So that tells me the winner of this series. <laughs> if you're Auburn and you go, you're at home, you take two out of three, your RPI is going to bump up, okay? Indiana just beat Louisville the other day, all right? Wax them in a midweek game. You took two out of three from them, okay? You're going to probably flip spots with Mississippi State. You're going to become a first five in, all right? And then, you know, you go up to South Carolina, you take a game there, you go what you come back home and play LSU. Uh, if you can take a game there, 
They've showed oh. the other night. They showed the other night. They're beatable. Yeah, they got beat last night, yeah. Yeah, they're beatable. So, uh, who's to say you can't take a game there? You know, but their pitching is super questionable. Uh, super questionable behind Paul Skeens right now. There's there's some question marks, especially in their bullpen and everything. So, you know, who's to say you can't run a game there? Mississippi State beat South Carolina, I, I think, like thirteen to three one game. So, who's to say you can't run a game there? Uh, you know. Ole Miss, you need to go to Ole Miss and and absolutely beat the piss out of them, For you know. Sure. And then and and then same thing when you come home with Missouri, you get three with Missouri at at your house in Plainsman. You need to you need to beat their ass, okay. Yeah. And I think if you win, I think if you win the Mississippi State series, you win the Ole Miss series handily. And you you take the Missouri series and you can win a game against South Carolina or LSU somewhere in there, and you can get to like thirteen and seventeen in the SEC, and then you go to Hoover and you put on a nice little performance in Hoover. I don't want to see none of this one and done like mm-hmm. last year. You know, I I think I think we can still get in. So we there is a, a there's still a little sliver of hope for Auburn with their NCAA tournament lives from what we have seen with D1 baseball's uh, projections. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, a, it's just a big series. Um, I said Sunday, I think we need to go five and zero in our next five games. I stand on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if we, if we go two out, of, if we just win the series this weekend, I'm not going to be like, Oh damn it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, just definitely, definitely got to win this series. And, and uh, mm-hmm. here's the thing about sweeping doesn't just, Eight and ten looks a lot more manageable than seven and eleven, or you know mm-hmm. whatever the case may be with something like that. So absolutely, Dustin. I, I'll be honest with you. Okay, their pitching is not that great. All right, right. Uh, they walk just as many, I think, more than we do. <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the uh, one so, team that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're dead last in walks, so are pretty damn close to it. So. That's a that's a positive, okay. Uh, they can hit it a little bit. They can hit it a little bit. They got some guys that can that can rake. Uh, but man, we need to jump all over them. Uh, our bats cannot go cold like they did in Tuscaloosa. No, um, you know, and we just got to come out and and I would really really like to see another solid performance from Tommy Vale on Friday night. Give us six innings uh, and absolutely shove cut down on the four walks a game that he always averages, maybe cut it to two. Uh, I'll take three. But you win that Friday night game, and damn it, you're at home. You win a freaking series on Saturday or Sunday. All right, sure. Me, I prefer Saturday. Don't push it to Sunday. Go for a damn sweep on Sunday. Yeah. All right, People are counting you out, Auburn baseball. Mm-hmm. And this is to everybody in that locker room. If, if you do get your hands on this, uh, bow your damn necks win a series because you're talented enough that you should be in the NCAA tournament. You're better than what you have showed to this point. Clearly. I mean, way better, way better than what we have showed. Don't waste this lineup. Make a statement this weekend. Get hot going to South Carolina. Get hot. You know, hey, like Ole Miss said last year, don't let the Rebs get hot, right? Well, damn it. Don't let the Tigers get hot, all right? 
because we've gotten a taste of Omaha, Dustin, and we want a little bit more, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, we at least got to make the playoffs. You can't make a run to Omaha and then miss the damn tourney. So, well, hey, look at Ole Miss, man. They won the damn national championship, and they ain't even gonna sniff it. <laughs> they look, so, they look rough. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I'll be straight up with you. They're dog shit, but. Um, <laughs> Man, let's let's kick it over to football. I know I know a lot of stuff's been going on over on the football front, and I know there has been a little ruckus going on with a with a quarterback on Auburn's roster, a well known quarterback to the Auburn fan base, and that is Mister T.J. Finley, Dustin. Uh, man, he made some controversial comments, and me personally. I don't know how he stays on the roster, Dustin. I really don't, man. Um, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would even want to play with a guy like that. That that even makes those comments. I don't know if I want that guy as a teammate. And that's just me being straight up. All right. Right. Um, I I just don't know how you come to even saying that. But uh, Dustin, if you could, man, just touch on T.J. Finley's comments and and how do you feel about those? So. I know everyone was upset about, and I agree with you, about the part of where he said it's a slap in the face, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. clearly we're not going to go into the season with just TJ and Holden. So, like, yeah. the lack of awareness, it's like, bro, I, there's no there's no good program. Even Brian Harson is not going to roll out here with two starters. Hell, he wanted to play two of you at the same time. So mm-hmm. he wasn't going to run out with just two of you on the on the roster. Like that just doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. I agree with everybody. That's a silly thing to say. Um, now, as a competitor, sure that should have fired him up and made him want to, you know, step up and win his job, yada yada yada. But like the way he worded it and said it, and he has a history, right? Like he's already. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I agree with what his dad said. Ninety five percent of what his dad said last year when he went on the podcast and did what he did. I didn't agree. I didn't think TJ or or Robbie or anybody else was being put in the best position to succeed. Also, that's I've never seen that before because that's just not what a starting quarterback worth this worth a grain of salt. His dad doesn't allow his dad. And you can say, well, he can't control his dad. Yeah, you can say, Dad, don't do that. Absolutely. You know, like you know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, but that's mm-hmm. or or you could call up the guy that ran the podcast and be like, hey man, let's not. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want this to. I'm the, I'm the QB. I don't want this to come out. Look, we all saw what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yes, the play calls were bad. The system was terrible. Yes, but like you don't do that. What does that accomplish? Dustin, Dustin, real quick. Not trying to cut you off, man. But did you ever see Patrick Nix going on locked on Auburn? No. Mm. No. And this okay. isn't. This isn't. It's not a shot at Zach. It's. It's just that's the yeah. biggest show. Right, like that's that's the biggest show. Or like if you were to go on War Report and do that, like it would be like, yo, dude, you know this is like these are the biggest shows. You yeah. know that this is where the audience is. That's why you pick that show. So it's just like, yeah, don't 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 go. Uh, yeah, not a shot at Locked On Auburn or Zach or whatever. He was doing his job. All right, right. he he got a he got a guest. All right, <laughs> and that that's his job. All right, generating content, generating conversation. He's putting out his content and and he's giving you a behind the scenes look. Okay, from a parent, but what it is is you're a parent, okay, and I don't care if people are on the internet talking, okay. I don't care, I don't care. You don't go 
onto a show. And, and like you said, yeah, I agree with some of the stuff he said, but now you're throwing this light on your son. And that was my thing, man, is like, it's just no sense. And how many times could Patrick Nix have went on a show or the radio and said, you know what, damn it, the way y'all are treating Bo Nix is piss poor, all right? You know, I, I, Bo does this, 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 and this. But he never once, he never once did it, all right? Now, at the end of Bo's thing, did, you know, whatever, his sister, whatever, it is what it is. It's over, all right? But Pat could have done something like that, but he didn't, man. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to get involved in my son's playing career because when a parent starts getting involved into the coaching staff and throwing coaches under the bus, Dustin, man, that's middle, it's middle school stuff, bro. Middle school stuff. It's like, there's no, there's no sense in it. There's not man. And you know, he hit on a lot of great points about Harson, but still like you're you're just you're putting that baggage on TJ, man. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a good look. It hasn't um it hasn't stood the test of time well. I mean, we're still talking about it. Yeah. And so then so then you look at the TikToks last year, like goo, just kind of goofy stuff. Um yeah. it's like that's not really QB one stuff. And then uh my biggest problem with his most recent comments was not the slap in the face and all that. The host had to tell him, Blake, who Marcus Davis was. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's concerning to me. But the big one was had to tell him who Dylan Wade was and who Gunnar Britton was. Mm-hmm. So you trying to be the quarterback, but you don't know your left tackle? Mm-hmm. Super Man, concerning. Very, very concerning. Either, either you're checked out, you don't know what it takes, or you just ain't got it. And I think it's a little bit of all three myself. Um, and ultimately when you're in this kind of battle and you're TJ, why are you going on this podcast and, and saying these, what is, what does this even accomplish? Like, are you trying to yep. get your message out there? Because the problem that the fan base with you, dude, is some of the things that we've laid out mixed with the play on the field. Like mm-hmm. all the drama mm-hmm. is not worth I mean, you saw how long the NFL put up with a guy like Antonio Brown, right? I mean, he literally had yep. to quit in the middle of a game for it to be done. So he got chance after chance after chance after doing just clownish <laughs> things. He's a really good player. Mm-hmm. But, like, with TJ, it's like, yo, this doesn't – it doesn't match out to, like, the player that you are saying. He, he hasn't done some of the same things AB is doing. But I'm just saying, like, there's things to look at where you just say, I don't think this guy's – all the good quarterbacks I know don't – have this kind of stuff on their record and you just give me Robbie Ashford, bro. Cause I know that Robbie's going to give it his all. I know that Robbie went out there and played hurt in a season that was dead last year that he didn't have to when TJ decided that he wanted to protect his eligibility and blah, blah, blah. So just give me a guy like nine. I think that he's um, overall a better leader. And, and also think about whenever the coaching change was made, mm-hmm. TJ's parents made a big ruckus in the meeting with the administration saying that, well, are we going to be involved in the hiring process of the next coach? What? No, you'll find you'll, no, no. <laughs> like, huh? 
So just, uh, yeah. I, Dustin, Dustin, quick story, bro. Quick story. So I went to the national championship game and, and, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if you're, if you're a new listener and everything, here you go. All right. I went to the national championship game, uh, the final four last year between North Carolina and Kansas. Right. So me and my brother, we get to our seats and everything. So we're in Mobile. We drive to New Orleans and everything. Two-hour trip, right? We really thought Auburn was going to be there. So um, we get to our seats. First, we, we come off this elevator at the at the Holiday Inn, and um, we parked in their parking garage. And so this guy, this older man, he's got a North Carolina shirt. And he starts talking about like how Walker Kessler is going to be a bust and everything. And like, he just didn't give it his full potential at UNC and all this, like he'll never play in the NBA and everything. And I'm just sitting here going like, you know, eh, like I don't agree, but you know, that's your opinion. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you, especially a man that looks to be in his mid sixties. I'm going to be respectful and everything and, and just let you go on about your day. Right. So, we get inside the stadium and everything and we get to our seats and there's these LSU fans and they're sitting there. And I said, Hey fellas, how you doing? You know? And, and uh, of course I had on a final four t-shirt and they didn't have, they didn't have any idea. I was an Auburn fan. And so I was like, LSU fans, huh? And they were like, yeah, man, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, like, Oh, you know, go Tigers. And, and yeah. I was like, yeah, man. And uh, I was like, well, you know, me and my brother, I was like, we're Auburn fans. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and first thing, dude, before I could make eye, t- eye contact with the guy again, he looked at me and he said, how you liking TJ Finley? And I said, yeah, you know, I was, yeah, it is what it is right now. And he said, wait till his parents get involved this year. And I said, huh? And he said, wait till his parents get involved in the program this year. And I was like, what in the world? I was like, his parents get involved. I was like, why would they do that? I was like, this is college football. Like This Division One SEC football. Why in the hell would his parents get involved? And he said, like I told you, just wait. And boy, right. all of a sudden – here it is, and I wish I had old buddy's number because I'd send him a text <laughs> and say, "My God, you were right, my buddy." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely insane, man. Like when he said that, it just kind of baffled me because I was like, you know, we're not in middle school anymore. I was like, this isn't right. high school football, like freshman JV, you know, BS that you always put up with. With oh, my son ain't getting to play and everything. Um, this is SEC best conference in the country, D one football and my god here we go with the high school drama so yeah yeah man i'm i'm with you dustin i i just think i think he eventually what what do we have till the 30th i think he eventually hits the portal here in the coming days man yeah he has to and before we before we get off on this topic i just want to say listen dude i i don't know tj finley um I don't think that he's like a bad guy. Like, I don't think yeah, he's, yeah. You know I mean? he's probably a good kid, goes to class. Like, I, I, there's never been anything like really bad or crazy come out about him. So it's nothing like that. Yeah. I just, I just think there's a large enough sample size now of play and some of this other stuff to say this isn't, this isn't SEC QB1 
lead us versus teams like Georgia and Alabama type material. Yeah. And I think Robbie's yeah. got that stuff inside of him. Look, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I'm. this isn't anything personal, you know. Like, we're not attacking the kid about, about anything uh, that he's done wrong. Uh, you know, I, he's probably, like you said, he's probably a hell of a guy. You know, he probably goes to class. He probably does everything that's asked for him. I don't know. I don't know what kind of teammate he is. But I know Ike said that he was, you know, it looked like he was a pretty damn good teammate. Um, so – I, I'm going to take it from a guy that gets to see some things and hear some things. And, you know, he, he seems like a, a pretty good kid, man. But it's I just say, some – Not to cut you off, but I talked to Ike about this particular topic. Yeah. And he, he was not impressed. Really? He did not, he did not like TJ not knowing Dylan Wade and Gunnar Britton. He, he yeah. agreed with me on that. So. Oh, yeah, that's huge. That That's, that's red flag material right there, bro. Like, that is – <laughs> I mean, and, and hey, we're, and hey, listen, we're through do you, spring. Do you think that's going to be a problem with a guy like Walker White? No, no, bro. Th- that Walker White is active on Twitter every day, recruiting his ass off. Right. I mean, saying, "Hey, look, you, all right, right there, you <laughs> yeah. in the mentions. Hey, I want you at Auburn. Nobody else but you. I, I mean." Yeah, that's super concerning. I I missed that part honestly. I I didn't I didn't I didn't see that. I didn't see that jet. But yeah, and he didn't know Jeremiah Cobb either. And I tweeted about this. I said, "Hey, look, I'll let that part slide because it's a guy that you haven't played with yet." Yeah. But like, still, again, I think that when Walker White's our QB one, <laughs> yeah. I think I think he'll know the top running back in the state of Alabama that's coming in because I think that he would have been super involved in the process of getting him in the first place. And that's what I talk about when I talk about QB1, SEC, and tangible yep. material. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like, you – yeah, like, you don't know – you don't know Jeremiah Cobb. Like, you ain't you hadn't checked a message board or anything, bro. <laughs> like, you ain't checked nothing. You ain't you ain't checked no social media, Auburn sites or nothing and seen Jeremiah Cobb. Come on, man. Like, that's that's insane. But uh, Dustin, on the recruiting front, man, let's hop over here. I know you uh, you had a lot of big things to say about the uh, football recruiting, and and uh, right here, Martavius Collins, uh, he commits to Auburn. A huge freaking dog in it on the recruiting trail, man. Yeah. Can't say enough great things about him. Uh, uh, this kid from Rome, Georgia, uh, and and I know you've got a lot to talk about here, man. Just tell us a little bit about Martavius and and uh, who could be the next commitment, man. So interesting, interesting thing here with Montavious is he was committed to Alabama, as most people know, and he was a uh, like a high four star. Uh, mm-hmm. And I always try to encourage people: don't get too caught up in the stars. Um, look at a guy's offer list, right? Because that's really going to tell you if a guy is a three star, but his offer list is Notre Dame, Ohio State. You know, if something's out of this mm-hmm. world then you say like, ah, you know, maybe these evaluations are a little bit off or whatever. Um, the argument here is they, they, they redo evaluations at different services, do it at different times, but this is the time of year where all the recruiting services do their uh, re kind of reevaluate some guys. And we saw like Cam Coleman become a consensus five-star because he got his fifth star rivals the other day. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the argument here is, is that his stats just weren't as productive last year as they were in his sophomore year. But uh, when you look at the offense that he was ran a little bit more 
and what he was asked to do, he was put in a much more of a blocking type role this year. And a lot of times when you see a high school player listed as an athlete, it's a guy that plays receiver slash DB, does some running back, wildcat quarterback, whatever. You don't mm-hmm. see a lot of big kids that are 6'3", 240 listed as athletes, but he's versatile. He can go out. There's plenty of highlights of him splitting the seam, catching the pass, um, decent route runner, but he can really get down in the ground and move some guys. And I think that'll be more of his role in college is he's going to be brought in to be more of a, a blocking type, you know, an extra mm-hmm. blocker in a goal line situation. But he has the athleticism to where you got to respect him. Like he's not, it's not okay. He's only blocking. Like the defense does have to account for him. And very interesting to watch a guy decommit from Bama and be a high four star. And then all of a sudden now he's a three star when he commits to Auburn. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, you can look at a guy like Jeremiah Cobb. If he would have committed to Alabama or Georgia, he would have been a five star. Um, no doubt. So it just it just kind of is what it is at this point. So, uh, but very excited to have him. He's the fifth commitment. This is more commitments already than we started the season with last year, and mm-hmm. we're still a little bit behind. But I really think that when we get to uh, Big Cat Weekend and some of those kind of events this summer, that we'll be a double digits by the season starts. As okay. far as the next commit, I would say, man, there was a lot of noise uh, going around last couple weekends about Bryce Kane right there out of Mobile, goes to the mm-hmm. same school that uh, LeBaron Filing goes to at Baker. Uh, three-star right now because he's only been playing um, football for a couple years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's, yeah. a he's a baseball kid. But um, – and he's also looking at some baseball stuff. And I'm all about getting guys that can help the Auburn Tigers in more than one sport. And yeah. our guys work together, you know. Um, all our coaches work together well. We do a good job of that as a school of helping each other out uh, across mm-hmm. the sport. So I, I think that Hugh and Butch, if that needs to be something that work out, they definitely will. Uh, but a three-star right now, because he's only been playing for a little bit. He's um, a burner. He's burner. a burner. But he can burn. burner. He's, just go watch his. Just go watch his huddle. That's I've I've seen fun. him. Pl- I've seen him play live. I, I, I burner. You yeah. hear me? Can scoot, Dustin. Uh, I, I watched. Uh, I watched them and Theodore. They got blown out against Theodore, but damn, Theodore went to the semifinals yeah, and, and lost to Sarah Land. So that wasn't no slouch. Uh, but the Flowers kid, who uh, I believe committed to Mississippi State, he was Baker's quarterback. Uh, he did a little rollout, uh, and uh, and Kane just got behind the defense, man. I mean, just absolute, just speed, man. Mm-hmm. Off the line of scrimmage, just puts the foot in the ground and gets off, man. Super impressive. And I found out that night he had only been playing football for like two <laughs> years or something like right. that. I was like, what? And I mean, just – insane man uh the kid the kid has the potential to be a star at auburn Mm -hmm. and i think that when you look at the main targets being perry thompson and uh cam coleman Mm -hmm. those are the big guys that hughes known for getting and then bryce is more of a slot guy so when you look at it hughes got a plan yeah man um are you a little worried that it's only at five right now the commitment list I would like it to be a little bit more, but like who's been very open and honest about it and saying that um, we're still behind. Cause like, <laughs> it's just the way recruiting is set up now, man. Um, 
It's just different. Like these guys now, are committing in their junior years. We're behind because we had dog shit. All right. And this, all is, right. Let's be I, honest. We had dog shit. <laughs> a shout out to um the guys at uh, at Auburn Undercover. They have a podcast called the Horror Story, uh, recruiting horror stories from the Brian Harson era. It's about thirty really? minutes long. Just go watch that. Okay, we got ground to make up. We got ground to make up, and ultimately, um, you got to put it on the field. You look at a guy like Shane Beamer right now, right? They're recruiting like it ain't nobody's business. Oh, and by the way. They're an Under Armour school. Now I'm pro us moving to Nike, but they don't seem to be we'll, a problem. We'll we'll get to it in a minute. I was yeah. going to ask you about that, but, but it don't seem to be a problem for them. Yeah. Um, so, but what they did was Shane, Shane Beamer's a good recruiter in the same way that Hugh Freeze is a good recruiter. But like mm-hmm. he came in, they won seven games his first mm-hmm. year, which was an improvement from the year before. Then next year they win eight games, and each year they signed a little bit better recruiting class. So they have two years where they can look at it. These recruits can look at them now and say, okay, not only is he a good recruiter that I want to play for, but now I have tangible evidence that this thing is going on the up and up. Same thing mm-hmm. with a guy like Josh Heupel. Think about this. We hired Harson, the Tennessee hired Heupel, and South Carolina hired Beamer all in the same offseason. You know, we see what we see which one's panned out. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, we're just behind programs like that that have that that proof of concept. We come out here and win seven, eight games this year, it'll be the same thing. It'll just get a little bit better. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, excited for the football program. Excited for Hugh Freeze recruitment. Uh, dude's been on the trail, man. He hasn't uh, – he still hasn't been to sleep yet, it feels like. Uh, just trying to, trying to flip a program upside down from, like I said, the – dog shit shithole that we were in uh, and and look i'm just trying to be brutally honest with you you know you might not like it but that's how i feel about it i said during the season last year that we were the titanic sitting at the bottom of the atlantic ocean when you have mississippi state fans old miss fans and vanderbilt fans making fun of you something's wrong okay right. um and what Hugh has done has already been phenomenal um just it's been a long time since we've seen somebody work that hard right uh and and Cadillac can't go unnoticed everything that he did mid-season um just phenomenal uh, you know and and like we've mentioned before on this show Dustin we'll never forget uh that intro with him and Cole hmm. probably in my opinion top 10 Auburn moment in my lifetime just the excitement of Cadillac saying, Hey, we got to get back to playing Auburn football because that wasn't it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll say that. I'll happily say that top 10 moment, uh, in Auburn history in my lifetime that I'll, I'll go down on that hill. If you don't, if you don't agree. Uh, so man, we were three and five, three and six, like, Ooh, don't remind me. <laughs> sold out. Tiger Walk sold out nuts. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that showed, like you've said many times, that saved us that night. That showed what, what this fan base is all about. And my my brother was at the game, and he said it was cold as hell that night. Yeah, for sure. Like, he said it was freezing. Uh, so he was like, you know, a lot of people, 
shy away from the weather and everything. And if it's cold, you're three and six. You might not want to go to a ball game, right? Uh, or or four and five or whatever whatever, whatever. we were. Yeah, it didn't matter. Um, yeah, four and seven, four and six, whatever. Um, but man, let's let's jump over here to the basketball side of things. I know that when we made this banner, it was just Joe Nye uh, yeah. entering the draft while maintaining his college eligibility. But now Jalen Williams has also announced that he will be doing the same thing. I fully expect both of these two guys to be back. No panic. Uh, even Bruce retweeted a yeah, thing about yeah. Joe Nye and was like, hey, look. Yeah. He basically saying he'll be back, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think about these two guys going to the NBA draft and just getting a grade, getting to play in front of scouts? I always think it's a great thing, kind of like mm-hmm. Flan did last year. Yeah. 100% I think it's the right move for uh, for both of them to make. Um, just go see what's up. Go see what you got to improve on. We mm-hmm. don't expect these guys to get drafted. There's no shade on them. They're just not really there. Um, they have Janai, the potential to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They pop this yeah. year, and they'll be right there, especially a guy like Janai. Um, So go test the waters. Go find out kind of where you sit on that order. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if they said, hey, man, if there was three rounds, you'd be in the third. So you say, okay, like you'll get an idea where you're at. Um, so I'm all for it. And I say it, it's, they wouldn't, both these guys are team guys that love Bruce. There's no panic here. They're not going to put Bruce in a bad situation. What I'm, so what I'm saying is everybody's got a handle on this. Bruce knows he's got a plan. This is all, everything's ironed out and good to go. I expect both these to be back next year. And, uh, we saw Flan had a good, he had it, he had a good experience doing this last year. He showed out yeah. from the scouts and kind of had his name pop a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think both these guys can do the same thing. Well, Dustin, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Flan. Uh, what do you think he is going to do with Wes leaving the program and going over to Ole Miss? Do you think uh, he enters the NBA draft? Do you think he goes to Ole Miss? Do you think he stays at Auburn? Uh, and then what are Bruce Pearl's uh, portal targets? Uh, who could Auburn be getting to come in? And uh, and your your thoughts on that, man. So I think that if Flan did the draft process last year, at the very mm-hmm. least we can expect him to do what we just talked about, Janai and um, uh, damn Jalen doing, sorry. Because mm-hmm. it's like you did it last year. Why wouldn't you? And he came on strong at the end of the year this year. So why wouldn't he do it again? Um, and if he has, if he has another good performance in front of those same scouts, maybe one of them just says, "Hey, man, we might take you in the second round." So like, it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't hurt him at all to go do it again. I think he will at the very least do that. But honestly, I look at Bruce's portal targets, and I have to say, man, he's got a lot of threes coming in. There was a three there today. Uh, Gold South Player of the Year, D two school at University of Alabama Huntsville, uh, Chaney Johnson. Six foot seven, two fifteen, a three slash four guy, and then also uh, Corey or uh, what's Jalen Tyson from Texas Tech. He'll be visiting soon, and his assistant coach Corey Williams will be coming over from Texas Tech most likely and be filling West's spot. So that's kind mm-hmm. of one of the things where we saw with like Philip Montgomery bringing Dylan Wade, basically uh, kind of yeah. that deal. So and, and he's a he's a pure three, six foot seven, two hundred and ten pounds. Uh, 
he he shot four or he's had average ten point seven points, six boards a game, a steal and a half on eight percent from the field and forty two percent or excuse me forty percent from deep. So I think, I think when you lose this focus on three spot, I think there might be an expectation that Flan is not going to be bad. Mm, so Flan. Flan not returning, which I think everybody kind of figured, especially when West decided to uh, head to Ole Miss. Uh, But, you know, that's expected. That's fine. Um, I think Auburn basketball is in a good spot. I'm not really sweating it. Um, You know, I I think Bruce, man, he's got everything under control. He knows what he's doing. We're good. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and sweat the portal right now. You know, I – it's 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 uh you know Auburn's a Auburn's a hot spot. It's a bright destination for basketball right now, and hell, this was probably you know people say one of your most disappointing seasons, and you won a damn NCAA tournament game. So, <laughs> what's there to be mad about? You know, Dustin. No, the future the future's bright. You've still got those two stud guards coming in the twenty four class, and don't move on like Peyton Marshall if you don't have a game plan there for the big that you're going to bring in. And so I have complete trust in BP. I think that Mm -hmm. the struggles down the stretch last year, really just he had to work his ass off to get us into the tournament. And um, I think we're going to like the team that we feel next. Might not be as good as what Muslim is putting together at Arkansas. I mean, good Lord. But he's freaking getting everybody. Yeah, he Musselman. It it feels like Arkansas is getting everybody and anybody they damn want for real. Uh, you know, but I mean, can they get to the Final Four? So you know, they talk a lot of stuff every year, but uh, it feels like the Elite Eight is about uh, all they can do. So, uh, Dustin, man, look, it's been a hell of an episode. Uh, I've had I've had fun on this one. It's it's been good to talk about uh, baseball with a big weekend, man. Uh, a lot of excitement coming up. And, uh, man, I'll leave you with the floor, your final thoughts and, and final words. I just appreciate everybody for watching, man. We see the numbers steadily going up. We love you guys. Just uh, share the word. Get us out there, man. Let everybody know that we exist. And uh, we're just going to keep doing this. We want to kind of get to the midweek because there's going to be more portal news. There's going to be more guys in football portal that hit. Obviously, we've still got several spots to fill in the basketball. Y'all know we're going to hit this mm-hmm. baseball hard. So um, we're going to keep kind of coming in here on like Wednesday, Thursday and hitting y'all with, with kind of everything. And, you know, we're going to do the baseball thing as well. So and if you got any ideas for something you want us to talk about or like you got like a podcast idea or you got somebody out there that you want to see us link up with, man, just y'all got us on Twitter. Y'all see my handle right there. Blake's at the Uptempo podcast. So just just hit us up, man. Like we're uh, we're out here grinding. Love that, Dustin, man. Hey, thoroughly enjoyed it. Love talking Auburn sports with you. Love talking Auburn sports with you guys, every one of you. Uh, absolutely enjoy it, man. Uh, this is this has been so much fun just getting to do this podcast. And uh, we thanks we thank you for the s- subscribers, the the listeners, the followers, the people that interact on Twitter and Facebook and whatever form of social media that you're on. Uh, we we uh, we have we have a blast doing this. So. Uh, Like always, I'm going to leave you guys with a war damn eagle, and we will catch you on the next one. We're out.